Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve aleyhi ve sellem. Teslimen kasir kasir. Amma ba'du. We have been talking about principles of the aqidah in terms of tawheed and uh, so on. So let me continue with that. As I mentioned before and I remind myself and you that to enter Islam is one sentence. <coughs> La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So also to leave Islam can be one sentence. So it is very important to be careful, especially with what we say. Both are important. What we feel in the heart and what we say, both are important. But once we say something, we become culpable. We become liable for punishment. Until we say, it is between us and Allah. But once we speak, then there is a liability. For example, if somebody feels in their heart that salah is not false, not necessary. I pray if I feel like praying, I pray. If I don't feel like praying, I don't pray. Or somebody might say salah is not false at all. There is no salah. I, I don't need to pray. He feels in his heart. As long as he doesn't speak, as long as he does not say that, this is between him and Allah. It is a bad thing. It is a, it is a very evil thing. It is something which is a major problem, but it is between that person and Allah. But if the person says that, then there is a major, then there is a major problem. If a person completely loses faith, may Allah protect us from this. This is among the big calamities of the deen to lose faith. Somebody completely loses faith. There is no Islam, there is no God, there is no nothing. He has become atheist. But in his heart, he has not said it. So as far as we are concerned, if it was a Muslim, then we treat him like a Muslim. We don't know what is in the heart. We don't go into somebody. But if the person says this, then khalas, he is exit from Islam. Then if the person dies and they come and say, well, you make janata, so I can't do it. This person said that he is not a Muslim. He said that he has no faith in Allah. Right? Now, as far as Salah is concerned, because Salah is the first pillar of Islam or the second pillar of Islam, it's the, it is the proof of Iman. So, some of the ulama, some of the ayma have taken a very strong view, alhamdulillah is a good view, to say that if a person dies and, we, and that person did not pray, then we cannot do Salah to Janada on that person because as far as that person is concerned, he has left Islam. Because Rasulullah said, Bainana wa bainahum as-salah. Mein alahadu alladhi bainana wa bainahum as-salah. Faman aradaha faqad kafara. Aukama kala alayhi salatu salam. He said the ahad, the line, the dividing line, the covenant between them and us. Them is, people are not Muslim and us, is the salah. And the one who leaves the salah has left Islam. Faqad kafara. He has committed kufr. Some other ayma have taken a view to say, they are not contradicting this view. Yes, if a person is not praying, then the person is, has left Islam. But the view they take is to say that just because he did not come to the masjid does not mean he was not praying. Maybe he was praying at home, maybe he was praying somewhere. So we take a more kinder, softer view and say that it is not necessary that I should see him praying. 
right? If somebody says he was praying, we accept that. Even if nobody says he was praying, as long as the person did not say, I will not pray, as long as that evidence is not there, we will still do Salatul Janada. It is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether Allah gives him Jannah or Jahannam, that's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So what we speak is, what we believe and what we speak is very, very important. Now, in today's world, some of the places where we get into trouble, and unknowingly people don't realize it, but they, one is for the hudud. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَفِي الْخِسَاسِ حَيَاتٌ يَا Allah said, in the khisas, in the punishments of Islam, there is hayat, there is life. Now you might say the punishment in Islam for murder is execution. So how is there life? You are cutting off somebody's head, how is, how is there life? Allah is saying there is life. Hayat. The reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Wallah Haram is because the, the, there are two, uh, two goals for the punishment. One is to punish the individual. Somebody commits murder, that person has to pay for this murder. But another goal of punishment in Islam, which is probably an even bigger goal, is to make it a deterrent for anybody in the future. That is the reason why some of these punishments are very horrific. For example, the punishment for adultery committed by two people who are married but not to each other. Between two married people, the woman is married to some, some man and the man is married to, to another woman and they are committing adultery. The punishment is death by stoning. It's not just execution or it is death by stoning. Now you might say, well, you know, horrible punishment. Uh, this is very barbaric and so on, so on. But the reason for that is what? And that is why also the evidence required for that punishment to be levied is very, very strict. It is an eyewitness account by four independent people. Right? And that eyewitness account is, must be, it is very graphic to say that they must actually be they must, they must bear witness that they saw the act of intercourse. They, must, they actually saw the, uh, the, the actual action of intercourse, the entry of the, uh, of, the, of the male organ into the female organ. So if they say, oh, these two were lying together in bed, that doesn't, that doesn't count for uh, as evidence. So this is the reason why it is so severe is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want anybody to be punished by mistake. But if this evidence is there, what is it showing? It's showing that this corruption has become so big that four independent people or more actually can see it and these people are not bothered. They are doing what they are doing, right? In spite of all these people watching. So then definitely there is a punishment. And that punishment is so severe and so graphic so that it is detrimental. It's a deterrent, not detrimental, it's a deterrent for anyone who has these desires. Another place where we get into trouble is with regard to inheritance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically mentioned all the detailed laws of inheritance. How much the son will inherit, how much the daughter will inherit and so on and so on and so on. Now, there are some people who feel that this is not fair. They say it should be equal, why is the woman getting less than the man and so on, right? Now, <clears throat> there are, there are uh, explanations for that. It is not unfair, it is very fair, it is much fair than what you and I could have would have decided for the simple reason that the woman can inherit from three different sources, from her parents, from her siblings, from her children, right? And she, what she inherits 
no one has any share in that and from our four four so husband also so four four people from whom the woman can inherit and no one has a share in that the woman need not share what she inherits with her husband with her children with anybody it is her money it is her property to do as she wishes but for the man he also inherits but on him is the responsibility of supporting his parents if they are there if they need support supporting his siblings if they need support supporting his wife if she needs support supporting his children so now this man is loaded with four different kinds of responsibilities the woman has no responsibility that is why allah subhanahu wa taala gave her a, a smaller share than the man so the daughter gets a half and the son gets one share in the inheritance so there is a system of justice there similarly other things this is very important in terms of our aqida never to feel or speak and say anything which goes against the quran which implies that allah subhanahu wa taala did not do justice or which or which implies that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not do his job and did not completely explain everything right the reason i'm saying that is sometimes we talk people talk very loosely you know just conversation that loose talk is when it comes to allah subhanahu wa taala and his rasul alaihi salam when it comes to the kitab of allah and it comes to the to the hadith and nabawiyah this loose talk is very dangerous this loose talk can take you clean out of islam right so be very careful with that with that talk one bigger final point homosexuality in this country i today practically everywhere in the world right now there are people who feel that they themselves are not homosexual right but they feel yeah it's okay so what's the problem this is natural so all this you know this is wrong bad no it's not wrong it is right nothing wrong if two people want to have sex go ahead they are not harming anybody who are they harming it's consensual both of them want it eh now the person saying it is not doing it is not doing it but this is what they are saying this is what they are feeling please understand i'll give you an example if a person is praying he does his salah he is praying but if he or she says salah is not required salah is not fard then this person has left islam even though they are praying you get the point i'm saying they have not they have not stopped praying they are praying but their opinion salah is not required it's okay when allah subhanahu wa taala said something is not okay when allah subhanahu wa taala said something is fard and you say it is it is it is okay not okay you have exited islam even if you are praying your prayer will not save you because another example shirk if you commit shirk knowingly somebody commits shirk without you know ignorance some custom practice they should be corrected but somebody knowingly commits shirk like for example he goes to a, to the grave of any grave even the grave of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he makes dua to the person in the grave ya yeah, fulan bin fulan give me this give me that give me that make dua for me to allah subhanahu wa taala i have no children give me children i have no job give me job he is doing all this right now if a person is doing it without knowledge because he is ignorant you correct him you say brother please don't do this this is haram in islam this shirk but if somebody is doing it deliberately knowingly 
then he is committing open shirk and he has left Islam. Now, if you have a person who does not do this, but if he sees somebody, he says, no, it's okay, let them do it. It's all right. They will get something from there. Why don't you? No, I don't do it. But it's okay. So what is he doing? He is legislating in the place of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Rasul and he is making what Allah made haram into halal. So even if he is not doing it, it does not save him. This speech, what he is saying, what he feels about this, which is what Allah made haram, he makes halal, what Allah made halal, he makes haram, what Allah permitted, he is prohibiting, what Allah prohibited, he is permitting. This takes them out of Islam, even if they are not doing it themselves. Now, this is a very important thing to understand, especially in the context of today, because this is one of the, I call this the, the amrad, the diseases of the so-called educated people. Because you are, you know, you, you, you speak English or something and you are educated, you feel that now you have a right to legislate in the place of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Rasul. No, we don't have a time to legislate. Islam is, Allah did not leave it for us to guess and to come up with our own ideas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us and taught us and Rasulullah taught us what is right and what is wrong. And to believe that and to act on it. Both are very important. And the example of that is how do you enter Islam? Like I told yesterday, Tazdiq wal Khalb, we believe that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. La ilaha illallah and Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Nabi sallallahu is the Rasul of Allah and the last and final one after whom there is no Rasul. We believe this in our heart and then we iqrar bil lisan, we speak this and we say it. Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah. And then the rest of your life you live by this kalima, meaning that what Allah permitted you do what Allah prohibited we do not do right so please understand this loose talk is not good loose talk can be very serious it can take us clean out of Islam we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from this and to save us from ourselves and to save us from the uh, from the wasabis uh, of shaitan wa sallallahu ala nabi kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa rahmatika wa barakatuh